Hey, this is Ron Jossel. You're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Fobcast. Now you can sample or track your favorite comics and see our upcoming events. It's all there at yuckyucks.com. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What is going on, my little yucky maniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. You are listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. In case you stumbled upon this one, you didn't know who hosted it or what the hell is going on with it. That's right. The home of comedy right here all across Canada. Thank you. Hey. All right. All right. Yes. What a great show we have lined up for you this week. I am currently sitting in the Hirsch studio, the Hershey Bader incubator studio uh here in the hills of cochran and rocky view county it's about eleven thirty at night and i just realized that i didn't do an intro yet for this podcast so i know tomorrow morning um my good friend and webmaster camille sarovi will be looking for this episode in the dropbox and i want her to be rest assured it will be there waiting for her with little angel wings on for her to post the episode for tomorrow's show but let me just explain to you really quickly the journey that brought me here tonight into your living rooms and cars as you listen to the show. I was hosting the Yuck Yucks 2016 Yuck and Commerce. And by the way, to the comic who made a crack about it tonight, son of a bitch, that's a great name. I came up with that name, Yuck and Commerce. I'm proud of it. I'm glad the contest was was is kicking ass and we've got nothing but amazing talent, amazing uh, people that have been attending the shows, and it's been wonderful. The show has been kick-ass. The last three weeks have been killer. We've had over 100 people um, on some of these shows come out, and uh, it's been fantastic. The, 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 the caliber of talent that graces this fine city, folks, let me tell you something right now. Um, I've been nothing short of amazed. Now, here's the thing, is that I sometimes when I get up on stage and and I and I'm I'm not trying to associate my experiences with those comedians who have come long before me on this trail uh and have spent many a years and many a hours on the stage. I'm not trying to compare my experience with yours. What I'm trying to convey is that when I get on stage it is there's a certain relief there that I don't have to be funny. There's a certain relief that I don't need to entertain the crowd uh, as well as the comedians that do. So I get it when people are it's their first time up on stage. It is their their first amateur show or whatever it is. Uh, everybody's been there at one point or another, and especially the comedians that listen to the show that that have been around for quite a while. Getting up on your first time is absolutely terrifying. Um, you don't know whether you should be uh, drinking heavily before the show or medicating yourself. You don't know if you're going to shit your pants or go to the bathroom and throw up. Um, it's like a fight. It's like knowing that at 3 o'clock the bell rings and you're going to get dragged to the schoolyard and the shit beat out of you by the school bully because you know it's coming. And you can even be at home and it's like signing up for a competition like we did tonight. Uh and just seeing that on the books, 
you know, when you look at your calendar and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, that amateur thing is coming up here pretty soon. It's in the next week. Oh, my God. I don't feel good. I I starting to not feel well at all about this night. I'm starting to get a stomach ache. I And then you start making yourself mentally sick that you're not going to be able to go up there and do it. That you're And then, boom, next thing you know, you're sitting in the club in the dark waiting for someone to call your name to go up and have a room full of people judge your comedy. There is nothing more terrifying than that. So I just want to tip my hat to all the comedians that come out and that are amateurs that are trying to get their foot in the door, trying to make something uh, of themselves in this industry. It's unforgiving um, to a certain point, but it is forgiving in others is that comedy is one of the only few avenues of professions that even if you suck, you will still get up the next week and go at it again. And nobody will tell you to quit. You can spend your entire life being a bad comedian and nobody will nobody will tell you anything different because, hey, as long as you're living your dream and you're doing what you want to do, that's what it's all about. And whether you suck, whether you're witty, whether you think that you're funnier than everybody else, I, I truly hope uh, that from the core of it all, that you're out there for a good time and you're having a blast going up there and just having fun. I think that's what it's all about. Anyway, I don't want to get too overly emotional about this thing, but it was just really fun to watch people go up there tonight and just not give a shit if they bombed and not give a shit if how they looked or if their people were taking pictures of them or whatever. They just went up there and had fun. Speaking of which, this interview that I'm dropping this week, Julia Ladkowitz, tremendous talent, very funny woman, and I get to sit down and we get to talk all things comedy. So this one is for you, comedians, this episode. Without further ado, let's go talk to Julia Ladkowitz. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right then. How long do they how long are they down there for? I think I think about 2 weeks. They left the same so I left April 8th. They left April 9th and I think they're there for 2 weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your parents still together? Yeah. That's a rarity now. Have we started? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. So, so I just I just start rambling yeah. and then I just start cutting in whenever. Yeah. That's a rarity now. Usually comedians come from broken homes and uh I broken know. dreams and Horrible. Nice Am I close enough to this mic? Maybe a little bit closer. You can just like hold it if you want, or you can just like, yeah, that's fine. Lay back, relax. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so stiff and awkward. Uh, yeah, they're together. Um, I guess that is rare. So you came from a from a good a good family then. Yeah, good, good family. And where did you grow up? Ottawa. Really? Yeah. That's got some prestige capital. wrapped around it over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, where all the magic happens. Born and raised in, in Ottawa, uh, the land of our prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> are you uh, are you excited about the prime minister we have now? I am. Yeah, I'm a big Justin fan. You are? Yeah, yeah. I love Justin. I feel like everybody is. Well, no, actually a lot of people aren't. But <laughs> I'm a big fan. I was like anybody. I actually didn't vote. Um, I didn't vote liberal. I voted NDP. NDP. But I, I'm happy with Justin. Yeah, he's yeah. so dreamy. So. <laughs> Like he's too handsome. I Isn't feel like he, he's though? so handsome that people like don't take 
him seriously. Yeah, it's like he's put Canada back on the map, but for the wrong reasons. It, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, because like, like, he's such a babe, and his wife's such a babe. Oh my god! It's like, well, he's doing other nice stuff too. <laughs> He's helping people. Yeah. Uh, no, it's funny, though, because he was in Calgary a little while ago, and there was a news clip, uh, some little news clip of it uh, on the news or whatever. And uh, But he was like rock star status, like mm-hmm. like walking around, and people are screaming and reaching for him and yeah. autographs and pictures. And it's good to see that, though, because nobody like... fucking moved when Harper was oh, there. Oh, God. <laughs> he was very I, uptight. I just picture, like, Harper, like, watching the news and, like, in sweatpants and just, like, <laughs> shedding, like, a single tear. <laughs> Just, it's gotta hurt. I guess he knows what he is, but like he was such a robot. I think it's very similar. I mean, of course, speaking from like uh, the states, anyway, uh, being an American, it's very probably very similar to like George Bush leaving, and then everybody right. was so amped for Obama exactly. to get in, and you know the yeah. new social media and like took everything by storm, and everybody was excited and then knew how to work it. But uh, yeah, it's funny. It's uh, I, I like that Canada got hyped up about politics for once so yeah exactly and we all kind of came together to oust harper like that's <laughs> we had one main goal we're like look we might not get along uh, you know and uh, across the board on everything but we have one goal and that's to get rid of this fucking oh my god to swear Sorry. absolutely okay. i encourage people okay. to swear as much as possible <laughs> it was like he was wearing like a hair helmet always. yeah like a lego man like yeah. uh, like one of those yeah that's I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting thing. So so tell me about growing up in Ottawa. What what type of family did you come from? What like what did you? You know, kind of a mom and dad, as an older sister, a dog. Um. <laughs> a very very happy home. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Um, I grew up yeah, I grew up in Ottawa, and I went to an arts high school. I went to Canterbury mm. High School, CHS. Um, and I, and I knew I wanted to like act from like an early age. Really? So I was always like in drama clubs and that kind of crap. Right. Um, yeah. And then, so I went to this arts high school and pursued that. And then, uh, I wanted to go to theater school and I didn't get into my top choices. And that's when I ended up going to Humber for comedy. Which is a great, I've heard nothing but amazing things. Yeah. It's the, the comedy writing and performance program at Humber. And it's like, it's, it's not right for everybody. Sure. But it was right for me. So there were some people in the program who already did stand up and, you know, we're already three years in and for them, they're like, screw it. It's not, I already know what I want to do. But for me, I didn't know I wanted to do stand up. I wanted to do writing and sketch comedy. And so it's a little bit of everything, especially because I was so young. I was like 18 in my first year. Yeah. It was just kind of a nice introduction to the comedy community yeah because i guess guess it doesn't really pigeonhole you into one thing like it it, it kind of allows you to kind of find find your passion a bit probably Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and if it wasn't for the course requirements of like doing stand-up i probably wouldn't have done stand-up on my own right but then once i started doing it i was like well i'm not getting auditions i don't have an agent yet so at least stand-up is something i can be doing on my own like i can always be writing my own stuff and performing even though i was pure garbage right. when I first started. It was very bad. <laughs> pure garbage. Like, you could tell that there was, like, like a little shred. You could tell that there was something there sure. and that something was eventually going to be there, but right. it's like some of these young people starting out, like like someone like Caitlin Langelier or, like, Mace Galoni right. um, are, like, so young, but, like, so funny right away. I'm like, right. screw you and you're... <laughs> point of view and like all this like how did how do you have that at such a young age i was just like i didn't even know who i was as a human 
let alone as like uh my what my stage persona was sure. or anything. Yeah. So I I speaking about Harper, I remember because they're like you gotta write political jokes, you gotta read the news, and like that's kind of what they were pushing at Humber a right. little bit. Um, Current events. Type. Yeah. yeah. So I'd. But I didn't know anything about politics, and nobody wants to hear like an eighteen-year-old be like, "My Harper is kind of creepy, right? <laughs> well, his eyes are like a like a wolf. Am I, am I right, ladies?" And people are like, "Boo!" So, yeah, that's true weird. though, because uh, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I've I've done comedy now, like I've done stand-up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I couldn't imagine having that great of a of a perception on life or that great yeah. of a take on life when I was 18 where people wanted to hear it. Yeah. And I like, think they just assume you're just full of shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's when you're too young, it's kind of, it's kind of people are like, Oh, I wish I started younger. I'm like, mm. I feel like everybody starts when they start for a reason. Like sure. there's always uh shit in your life that brings you to, to a place. But I don't know. People who've started later, they're funnier, faster. And, but like, I just had like a steeper learning curve. Like right. at that point, I hadn't even had sex at that point. So right. I was just like, what the hell am I supposed to talk about food? Like, and <laughs> I had, I had like nothing to talk about and it showed. Tell me about your first time. Well, well actually before we go there, uh, who were some of the alumni? Was there anybody there in at Humber at the time that, that is out and about now doing their thing? Yeah. So, a t- uh, a lot of them dropped out in first year that right. are still doing... Like, a lot of people from my graduating class, I have no idea what they're doing. Right. Um, but the dropouts who are, like... The dropouts who are, like, amazing. Like, Nathan McIntosh, um, like, Adam Christie, Bobby Mayer. Mm-hmm. There's this, like, a ton of really great stand-ups who yeah. are in my year. And uh, Nathan Fielder was in the post-grad program when right. I was in first year. Who does Nathan for you? Um, and he's obviously taken off. And yeah, he's amazing, amazing and hilarious. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's it's... And then a lot of people in the second year, like Dylan Gott was in second year, and uh, Jay what about, Wells uh, and all those guys. Garrett Jameson? Do you know yeah, him? Garrett Jameson was in second year. I just saw him on a Subway commercial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all over commercials. He's great. Actually, he did a spot out here a little while ago. He was on tour with uh, Mark DeBonis. Okay. And uh, I, I've never seen Garrett's stand-up routine before, and he went up on stage, and he just went for like, it was probably a 10-minute spot or something, but... Didn't take a breath. And all right. I was just all right. like, hey, what about this guy? About this? Like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, uh, what do you call this and that? All right, okay. Uh, yeah, just keep I don't know if it was the booze I was drinking, the weed I was smoking, uh, the venue, the lights, the, uh, the atmosphere, but to me in that moment, he was a golden god. I was just like blown away yeah. by, his, by his routine. I was just like, wow, this He's dude is so hilarious. funny, and he's just, he's so unique and charismatic, and he was just in Edmonton actually when I was. Uh, I was headlining the uh, Empress. Oh, nice! Um, and he was on tour with Ian Gordon. Oh, awesome! Uh, you know Ian? No, no. Very large, tall man who's hilarious. Right. So it was really nice to see both of them. And that's awesome. So Garrett was hosting, and I was headlining. That's yeah. cool. So tell me, so like, so take me back to your Umber days, and and when did the stand up? When did you when did you first get up on stage? Because they have a program that yeah. kind of works with yucks, right? A bit. Yeah. So right. my first time on stage, I was eighteen. I think I had. Oh, maybe I was actually 17. I think I was like, it was like a month before I turned 18. Right. And yeah, it was like a three minute spot at Yuck Yucks at the 7.30 Tuesday show. Right. And I remember I had typed out my set and even like put in like brackets, like pause for laughter (laughs) and like that kind of stuff. Right. And it was all just about my last name. Right. Some of like one of, and I will bust, it's just like a quick 
like a really quick joke that sometimes when I'm on the road and it seems like a kind of like a weird crowd, I'll just like, it's just a laugh right off the top. So yeah, the whole thing was about my weird last name because it's Ladkowitz. It's really right, long. Right, right. So yeah. What kind of last name is that? Polish. Polish. Okay. Yeah. It's got a silent H. H L A D K O W I. Mine is a yeah. Mine's a mix of German and Polish. Oh. Because they pronounce it Ersh instead of Hirsch. Oh. Ersh. means like male deer or I don't know what the fuck. Anyway. I don't know what Ladkowitz means. Yeah. It's just so weird because I I just saw somebody's last name Jopowitz and I thought Ladkowitz. I was like I was gonna impress you with being able to pronounce your last name, but that went out the window. Um. So. Yeah, so like when you had your set typed out and everything, were you just like, were you frozen on stage? Did you feel comfortable? Did you feel confident? I felt pretty nervous. Like my first time, actually, it went decently well Mm -hmm. because the the seven thirty crowd, it's mostly students and stuff, so they're really supportive. Supportive of you, yeah. Um, So I remember it going fine, but like, yeah, I was. It was like I was reciting a monologue as opposed to doing a set, right? Um, And then yeah, and then maybe there was like. In my first year, like, I barely did stand-up. I maybe did, like, four sets. Right. So I don't really count my first two years because I was barely doing it. And it would be the kind of thing if I did something and it didn't work, as opposed to, like, reworking those jokes, I would just, like, scrap it and, like, write a new five minutes. <laughs> right, right. And it was just... It was weird. And then I started doing, like, song parodies. Oh, no because way. Because I, I, I realized I was more comfortable... Like singing comedy, so like performing, like you just knew like, that you. But yeah, and but it was like acapella, and oh my god! <laughs> but that was like the first time I got like a real response, right? So it felt really good. Yeah. Um. Did that start building some of your confidence up? And... Yeah, it did. And then it was it was a a great day when I could, and then I started writing like my own original songs, which eventually I do want to make like a comedy song album or whatever, right. a musical comedy album. But again, singing the acapella like a weirdo. And I like I had like a rap about my vagina called my vag, which still gets requested to this day. People really love it. It's a golden oldie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but once I finally, I was like, I can drop all this stuff and I can right. just, I'm comfortable just doing stand up. Yeah. Now, so that was that was a nice moment. And when did you break the news to your parents that this is the this is the foray I'm going to go into? Well, they always knew because. I was always taking like drama classes classes as a kid and I always wanted to go to Canterbury, this arts high school. And they right. were always like, Ugh. I don't, acting isn't like a very, you know, not safe business, but like it's, it's unpredictable. Right. Sure. So, and then obviously my mom's a government worker and she's like, right. get a job with the government Dude, and you have a, a pension because <laughs> when you get old and blah, blah, blah. And she's right. Like, I get it. Like I have no backup plan but it's too late now <laughs> it's no looking back now they were they were supportive but hesitant a lot of hesitant sure and but i think now they're like okay obviously now that i've it's been 10 years right pretty much um they are i know they're proud of me and they're supportive <laughs> that's awesome though yeah but it's taken i mean not to say that it's taken them 10 years but uh it's it's funny from like an outsider who's getting who's learning about this business uh, to hear people say I've only been in it for ten years and and mm-hmm. and it's it's I bring up this point all the time it's like uh, people who just you know discovered the genius of, of people like Louis C K and stuff and they're mm-hmm. like oh I've been a fan of his for since his show was on and it's like he's been doing this for twenty five years yeah, like he's there's been a doing long it time he, yeah he did it for like decades before anybody knew. 
yeah. really who he was. Did you go into that knowing that it was going to be you had to put your time in or was it something that you thought I can get immediate success with this? No, I definitely knew I was going to have to put the time in. Right. Um, I mean, if you had asked me 10 years ago where I saw myself now, I definitely probably would have thought I would have had done more like TV sure. and acting and stuff. But then you get into it and you realize how fucking hard it is. Right. And, but then at the same time, where I, when I think back to like 10 years ago and like the stand-up I am now, it's like, holy shit, I have come so far and like I've done so many great things that I never thought I would do because right. I thought stand-up was just like something I would do for a bit just to, you know, pass the time while I'm waiting to go on an audition or something right, like that. Right. But now stand-up is like my my main thing. Right, right. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's fascinating though because you've had incredible success since since doing it in the last 10 years. You've you've won a lot of awards. You've you've huge festivals and and competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. Is that I mean, you know, obviously you said like I, I didn't picture myself, you know, necessarily here, but is there any regrets that you didn't get more into the production end of things of writing and, and following that? I mean, and like I'm writing, I'm still writing now, but I'm still, I'm just like breaking into it. And then right. I'm learning how difficult it is sure. um, to get into writing. But I, one thing that I kind of regret is I wish I took more improv. Right. Um, because if you think of a lot of the comedic actors mm-hmm. out there now, like, Amy Poehler's and Tina Fey's and whatever and where that's kind of where ideally I'd like to see my career at some point sure most of them came from like an improv background right Amy Schumer's like kind of like the first stand-up transitioning to film other than like Eddie Murphy all that kind of stuff right but like I I just I wish I had done more more improv I guess is that is that why is that though is that so that you can kind of feel comfortable more on on each side of the yeah yeah i think so and just again stand up such like a like a lonely beast you know what i mean like when you kill yeah it feels great but only you can truly know how that feels and when you bomb it sucks and only you know how terrible that feels in that moment but like in improv you have or even in sketch comedy you have this like team this support around you and it's uh yeah. Well, they say that stand up. I mean, I remember having this conversation with with Mark uh, with Mark Breslin about comedians historically being kind of tortured souls a bit, mm-hmm. and having this, you know, working out issues on stage and stuff. Do you ever find that stand up is cathartic to you? Like, do you find oh, that? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, I came from like a nice home or whatever, like. And I know my dad, and, like, I wasn't, like, abused or anything. But, like, I'm still, like, a fucking weird kid. doesn't like, mean you don't have stuff Yeah, it doesn't on, mean that yeah. I don't have my own issues. And, yeah, I was just, I was an odd duck of a kid. And, right. like, I went through, like, really weird phases and, like, being kind of, like... I felt like... I always felt like the, like, the loser in, like, the cool kid group. Like, right. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, like... The tie from Clueless, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I don't really think that's an accurate description. But, but do you look back now and do you see friends that you had in high school that are sitting in cubicles and and doing that shit? I'm actually like like really close with a lot of high school friends, even the ones that we had like at the time in like grade ten when they were like really mean to me. I had glasses, braces, and a perm, (laughs) and went through like a weird transitional phase. Um, But we're all like really good friends still. No way. So. Yeah. And when did you make the move to Toronto? 
When I was 17. So I was 17 really? turning 18 and in my first year of Humber. Yeah. Wow. And then I just stayed because I was like, well, there's no point going back. So I got a job at a restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, found a place to like sublet for the summer. Right. And I, yeah, I've just, I've been living here ever since. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have you ever thought about moving to other markets like L.A., New York? Yeah, stuff? my husband and I. I say, yeah, husband, you just got married. Right? I just got married. Well, yeah, I got married three weeks ago today. No way. Yeah. Wow. To a comedian, Matt O'Brien. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our, our plan. We are just finalizing our green cards, and our plan is to go kind of like late September. No way. And yeah. where are you going to go? L.A. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever been? Yes. You've been yeah. to visit. Yeah, we've been to visit, and I've done a festival. I did the LA Comedy Festival, and then I've done San Francisco Sketch Fest. And then mm-hmm. when I was out there, I just we just went to LA. Yeah. So I've I've been to LA about four times now. It's its own beast for sure. It is. Yeah. It's it's going to be really scary. It's kind of like starting from scratch again. Um, but there's an, a massive alumni of Canadians down there. There's so many Canadians. Yeah, down there now. which is great because I think. I've talked to some that are really into like hanging out with each other and kind of welcoming people into that mm-hmm. kind of group. And then there's some who are just like, ah, oh, I never see anybody that I know down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind I, of a hit and miss. Well, I feel right? like a lot of Canadians, like, and a lot of my good friends are down there now. Like, right. like Eddie is down sure. there, Graham Kay, yeah. um, Steph Tolev, uh, Lord Anowski, Caitlin Loftus. Like, there's so many there's amazing yeah. uh, Canadians down there. So that'll be kind of nice, like, having a community away from home right like a home away from home kind of thing yeah. but yeah it's just it's definitely going to be a weird transition and getting on shows i feel like the first year is just gonna be like taking meetings and right hanging out at places and trying to get booked it's it's and then just proving that you're not garbage <laughs> <laughs> right well i think the i think the 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 thing about la is that i think it uh it reminds people very quickly is where they sit on the totem pole mm-hmm. as far as um like I've interviewed, you know, a ton of comics now and, and the perspective that I get ones from Los Angeles and the ones from here and everything and people that have gone down there, um, it, it, I think in some regards, it, it probably can be a little bit intimidating, but at the same, the same thing, it's like you get, you get to this point of where you're like, I don't care who I have to follow or I don't care who I have to open up for. Mm-hmm. Or I don't care about the crowd that I'm in front of. Like I'm confident in my own shit and I'm going to do, I'm going to crush it either yeah. way. It, do you feel like you need to have that confidence when you go down there or are you... Yeah, I mean, it think just even thinking about that is like, oh my God, like, yeah, what if I have to follow Chris Rock? Or something? <laughs> but like, in what world? I, know, I mean, you know, no, but maybe, that, that, that happens. happens that, that stuff yeah, happens. Yeah. And there's like, what am I supposed to do about it? Go home and cry? No, I'm, I'm going to do it, but right. I'm obviously, I'm not going to lie to myself and say I'm not going to be nervous. Right. And it's, it's, it's always like that. You get comfortable performing at your certain shows and certain like hubs and whatever so it's i think it's going to be obviously different getting mm-hmm. there and i'm and i feel like in la like you never know who's in the crowd so you sure. feel like you're always showcasing right so i'm gonna have to kind of get over that right um because that shit makes me nervous because like because in toronto i almost feel like i'm getting too comfortable right and and I need I need a change. No, I had this conversation with uh, Ron Funches from the NBC yeah. Undateables. Great guy. And oh, he's so he's amazing. adorable. Yeah. He just want to pinch his cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just always wearing cashmere. And I know. Like, what? <laughs> I know. What's up with the cashmere? Yeah. yeah, he was on the show. And he, well, besides telling me that he got in a fight at a marijuana dispensary in Vancouver, um, he was telling me, though, that it was very much the same thing. He got very, he was in Portland for a long time. Mm-hmm. Kind of like where he grew up. And, yeah. And, 
he was like, I just know that every show that I do, it's going to do well at mm-hmm. some respect. I need to go to a place of being uncomfortable again and yeah. kind of rebuilding some of that comfort zone again. Yeah, exactly. Do you look at LA kind of like that? Like For sure. And it's, I just, I, now that I've been in Toronto for like 10 years, I, it's just, yeah, I need to do something that like scares me. Not that you know, obviously people are like, but you do stand up. That's a scary thing. But I need to freaking shake it up. Right. And that's why it's so nice to come on tour mm-hmm. here. And sure. like, I find the crowds here so nice. Yeah. Like they're so much more. They're in the mood to willing laugh. Willing to like give it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and don't get me wrong, some Toronto crowds are great too, but just, I don't know, every show that I've done here, even like little one-offs, have been so fucking great. Yeah, they've been dying. And I've heard that a lot from, and I haven't obviously, you know, ever done comedy out east or anything. I'm just going based off what people say, but... Um, I find that in, in just watching some of the crowds here, I mean, there's there's some uptight places and even small towns and more conservative mm-hmm. places, uh, and especially Alberta being somewhat conservative. But um, I find that if you give people permission to laugh about shit and just going out and having a night of fun, mm-hmm. people really are in the mood to have a good time. Yeah. And it seems like the crowds are really receptive here to comedy. And it's like the only place that I'll sell like merch. So mm-hmm. I like I'll sell t-shirts and like magnets at the show. Right. And it's... And so I stand by the door and whatever. It's like, I'm a, it's such an awkward thing selling merch, but at the same time, it's nice because people, even if they're not buying anything, like the amount of people are like, you're amazing. Yeah, great show. Absolutely. Oh my God. And like, I'm going to follow you this. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. In Toronto. Like it, is it does, because people but... get, you think it's because people are spoiled to a certain extent or maybe, like, it's maybe because there's so there's, saturated a bit. Yeah. There's so many options for them to see comedy and usually that all the touring comics are coming to them. Right. Whereas here it's like, oh, these comics like we don't normally get a, a comic deal. from Toronto. Sure. Or we don't you know what I mean? So yeah. they're a bit more appreciative, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Mm-hmm. When you think of success and when you think of, of where your career wants to be, do you do you envision the person that marks success for you? Is that a male or is that a female? What? Because <laughs> <laughs> usually I, I like I found I, and and I'm speaking probably out of turn here because I'm not a female. But I mean, when when someone thinks about success in their line of work, when you think of people that you would like to aspire to be in the business, right? Are your role models male or are they female? No, a lot of them are female. I think I don't like when people are like, "Who do you look up to? Like, who do you want to yeah. be?" I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, there was I don't not that I don't have role models, but like like a career like, and I'm just using Amy Schumer because everybody sure. knows her. Who wouldn't want that? Right. That, she has her own show. Right. She's but, in movies. But when you're 19 and 20 years old and you looked up at people doing stand-up on TV, and you might not have even but, had your heart in a stand-up at that point That's the thing. I, didn't, I never really watched stand-up. I'd never been to a comedy club. I never had that one stand-up that I was like, I want to be I them. I need to when go do that. Right. Like the stand-ups that I saw, like I saw like Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Carlin, and Eddie Murphy. The regular big ones. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're great. But I never in a million years thought that I would. Right be doing that right so yeah yeah but like i i don't know so my my role models are everybody it's not <laughs> whoever makes you laugh yeah whoever makes me laugh and, and it's just and it's also like it's pretty inspirational like seeing how many canadians are doing like really great things now like just even like friends of mine even like right. even like my my stupid husband who i love like 
just everybody who's creating their own work now. Sure. So it's like, if I'm not getting cast in this, and like I'm going to make my own videos, and I'm going to write my own show, and I'm going to pitch my own stuff, and I think... I think that's really important. And I think that's such a, I mean, it's something that I've never really talked about on this show before. Um, just the kind of access that people have now, not necessarily like if, you know, like if you're, if you're not getting booked for something, people have the ability to create and showcase their own mm-hmm. shit yeah. through social media, through, you know, whatever platforms, you know, thing yeah. like, does that inspire you a bit to know that, that you've got that access to kind of, I mean, cause your husband has had incredible success. Yeah. I've seen some of his stuff, like his vine videos and, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's some funny shit. It's so funny. And it's great because he's tech savvy. So right. he has, he can do it himself. He doesn't right. have to rely on someone else. Um, which I always wish that I had, I should take like a course in like editing or something just right. so I don't have to rely on other on people because sure. when I have an idea or, um, the viral kitchen, like cooking show that I would do, he helps me, he'll, he does all the editing and stuff like right. that. So I have to be like, Hey, can you take time of your busy schedule to do this right. for me? Whereas I'm like, wouldn't it be great if I could just do it myself? Sure. Like, I think it's so important in this, in this, uh, comedy climate to be able to do your own stuff like that, mm-hmm. to be able to create your own content because otherwise you're just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring yeah. and that's not how it works anymore. Do you think that there's a, there's a ceiling in Canada or, or do you think it's, you kind of create your own opportunities here? I mean, I'm creating my own opportunity by leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but a I, lot of people, a lot of people leave. A lot of people, a lot of people leave. And do. I think, and I think it's, there's not one one's not better than the other. Like, and some people are like, and I feel when I talk about leaving, people are like, well, I mean, I thought about leaving, but I don't want, and they're almost like convincing me that it's okay to stay. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it is okay to stay. Right. But everybody's journey is different. And what you want to do just because it's different than what I'm doing, it doesn't make it wrong. Right. I just know for me from the beginning is I always like LA was always the goal. And I, from, from the festivals I've done, from the people I've met, they're like, so when are you going to get down here? Right. Right. Do you have papers? No. Okay. Call us when you have papers. Right. So who knows? Maybe, you know, obviously I have high hopes that everything's going to go great. Cause why would I go some, a place thinking I'm going to fail? Sure. But I would feel crazy if I never tried. Right. I mean, it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to be famous. I think... <laughs> I love that attitude. That's dynamite. I know. I think you are going to do wonderful down there, and I think that it's a it's a huge challenge, and and uh, but it's a great opportunity. Yeah. To go and showcase a little bit of what you got over there, and yeah. and I think it's I think it's going to be a great thing. You must be excited for it. I am excited, and I find that like America nurtures like new talent. They're always looking for something new, whereas Canada sometimes is like. Because we, they, we don't have the same industry or the same budgets. And they're like, well, let's go with what's safe and people we've used before. Because, sure. Like, it's a lot of recycled shit. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, I, it's hard and I'm finding it like really hard to break into like film and television. Um, even like, even getting these auditions for these tiny little roles. Right. Um, and it's mostly commercial work that I get, which is great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like pays the bills. I like it, but I don't know. Yeah. That's such a good point, though. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to some people who have been in the business for a long time, and, and, and they're, 
and and they had the same thing to say that they've they've heard the same thing from executives and and stuff like that and and you know uh in the tv business there's a lot of things we want to do but they're completely afraid of of uh Sorry, I'm so trying to think of who had that microphone last. Last, you probably thinking, pulled thinking some a, DNA off of Ron Jossel. Like Ron Jossel, maybe. No, it was that like was a blonde his... fuzz. Oh, was but it? It wasn't my blonde fuzz. Wasn't your fuzz? Um... <laughs> I have fuzzy blonde hair. Um, I'm a golden retriever. Looks pretty straight yeah. right now. Yeah, it looks <laughs> good. Kidding. Looks good. Um, but yeah, like it always seems to be that that uh, that that kind of place of you know, there's a lot of people that want to do things here in film and television, mm-hmm. but it's the same goddamn people getting the same awards every year and the same shows that they just recycle yeah. and refurbish under the same names. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening a little bit. Yeah. Or even when they do create a really great show, like, like the show Sunnyside, that right. sketch show was super funny, like a, an amazing cast and they won tons of awards at the Canadian screen awards, but then they're like, but they were canceled. Yeah. So they had like one like, season. What do we like, do from here? Like what? Yeah. There seems to be a bit of a disconnect. <laughs> so what do you got planned? So, okay. But before I let you go, what, let's talk really quickly about uh, the viral kitchen and mm-hmm. your, and your blog and stuff like that, because yeah. it's a great, it's a great piece of work that, that, that you're up to. Tell Thanks. me a bit about that and how did you get into it? Uh, so I have a food blog. Um, it's called eating with Julia mm-hmm. and I, I started it because everybody was like, why don't I was always taking pictures of my food and I've, I've always been cooking like since I was a kid, right. I'd watch my mom cook I'd watch my Grammy cook. And I was always like super into eating. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, you already take pictures and talk about it all the time. Why don't you just start a blog? I'm like, okay. And I mean, it's not like I do it for me. And I'm sure there's uh, so many more things I could be doing to promote my blog more. But I just, I don't. Right. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I, I've been doing it every week for almost like two years now. And it's just what like what I eat. Yeah. And like pretty like. But people are into it. Yeah, people, people like are it. into it. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, like when I first started it would message me and they're like, your food blog is the only, like, I actually like read it. I don't just like go for the recipe because mm-hmm. they're like, I like your writing and yeah. I like the way you talk about food and yeah, you, I write like I talk. Like it's not like the best writing on the planet, but it's, uh, it's me. Yeah. It's very true to my voice. And then Viral Kitchen, um, which is kind of on the back burner right now because obviously, you know, I got married and here we are now and it's, uh. It's a lot of work for Matt to edit, but so Viral Kitchen is a, a show, a cooking show that I host, and um, I create a dish based on like a viral news story, right, or an internet story. So give us an example. Like so, when Ariana Grande, right. uh, pop star Ariana Grande, was caught like licking a donut, right, at that, at that shop. donut shop, yeah, right. So I created, um, oh, what was it called? I made like. An Americana Grande donut liquor pancake or something. So I made a pancake out of donuts that was like the size, like a huge no way. frying pan size. And uh, yeah, and they're, they're, they're like two and a half minutes, like really quick edits. And we're like, I use this ingredient because of this. And I use this ingredient because of this. And right. They're really fun and dumb. So Viral Kitchen on YouTube. Check it out. That's I think badass. my YouTube channel is like youtube.funnyjewels because when you get your YouTube channel, whenever you sign up for it when I was like 17, right. that sticks with you and Forever. you can't change it. I know. It's shit's impossible to change. Yeah. Matt's is like Mo Brian Ontario or something yeah. like dumb like that. And yeah. He's like, I have 
contacted everybody at YouTube to try to get them to change <laughs> they it. They won't like, do it. No. Yeah. It can't be done. It's like a permanent, it's like your social security number or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's stuck with you forever. So yeah, mine's I think mine's like tools. Big Jake or something back when I was like 400 pounds. Yeah. That's crazy. Good <laughs> shit. So, okay, so what's up next for you? You're in Calgary right now. Yep. You just did Edmonton. Uh-huh. Um, and what's up next? So I'm in Vancouver. Uh, I go on Monday and then I'm at the Yucks from the 21st to the 23rd. Nice. Um, and then I'm in Victoria. Awesome. Yeah. Have you been out to, to Victoria I've before? never been to Victoria. You're going to love it I'm out very there. very excited. Flowers, food. Yeah, and I'm doing the other comedy club. Oh, shit. Which I've been I allowed. Play. They allowed me to do it. Thank you, Mark <laughs> Resnick. Um, I know they're working to get a yucks out there at some yeah, point, it's, though. Yeah, uh, I think it's opening soon. But uh, Yeah. And then after, I won't be able to. Go to the other. To the other one. <laughs> we won't say the other. Come check name. me out. <laughs> April 29th and 30th. Website. You got a very funny Twitter, too, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I love some of the, the jokes that you post on Thank there. Thank you. That was great. Oh, I have so many tweets saving my draft from last night because I was pretty drunk I think that was one night. of your tweets today, too. I, I think it was like, I've got so many fucking good ones in my draft folder. Oh, the, I thought they were good because I was like, I wanted to tweet them last night, but it was it was late here and I knew like... They weren't going to get it. In, yeah, yeah. It would be like 2 a.m. there. Right. So I'm like, I'll save them for tomorrow. But I'm like, these are gold. And then I'm looking at them. I'm like, these are garbage. Like, what? <laughs> What was I thinking? I mean, I'll probably tweet them anyway. Um, but yeah, so my website is juliacomedy.com. Um, it's kind of outdated, so... It looks good, though. I had a peek at it. It looks it's looking fine. all right. I it does like its I, job. I need a, a new one at some a point. A revision. Just, it just... I don't know. It looks gross to me. But anyway, check out my gross website. Uh, Julia, and uh, yeah, and then on Twitter, I'm also Julia Comedy. So, awesome. like, everything's Julia Comedy. Perfect. Because my last name is so difficult. <laughs> but... It's my it's my name and I'm gonna keep it. Well, you're gonna go down to the states and make everybody know that last name. Exactly. You're gonna I'm make gonna... America great again, right? Right. You're gonna. <laughs> my crazy Polish name will make America great again. But yeah, I'm I'm releasing an album. So I'm I'm, I'm headlining the downtown Toronto Yuck Yucks June um, I think eighth to twelfth, whatever Holy that shit. weekend is. Yeah. And then I'm gonna record my album. Awesome. Um. So when that's released, I think I want to just call it like have like a self-titled debut a little album eponymous album. Yeah. That's like. But with my last name spelled phonetically. So oh, it's just like Lad, L-A-D, Co, K-O, W-I-T-Z. yeah. And then underneath the common album yeah, is actually. Julia Lackwitz, like with my real name. Just so people can be like, oh, that's how you fucking say it. That's a good idea, yeah. actually. I don't think it's been done. No, but the singers always do it. And I just want to have like a super cool... That's like, true. Mariah Carey pose, like just something like very dramatic. Like make sure to involve a fan. Yeah, with your just hair. like a fan and like yeah. gold and a rainbow. I don't know. She has, she has lots of uh, album covers. Anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> <It'll be fun. laughs> well, obviously you're a tremendous talent, and and uh, I look forward to seeing more of your work. I look forward to seeing you and your husband down in Los Angeles at some point. Yeah. I'm going to go down and uh, and record a show with uh, Steve Simone at the uh, at the Laughs, uh, whatever the comedy store whatever it is Black Factory Comedy Store I don't know it's one with Mitzi Shore what is that place the comedy ah fuck we'll look it up okay. after we're done here <laughs> anyway I'm always back and forth to LA so I'll have to look you guys up when I go yeah, down there and do watch you guys perform and uh, hey best of luck with everything Thank I'm, I'm looking forward to it thanks for doing the show thanks for having me you bet There you have it, folks, the Julia Latkowitz interview. 
bright, talented young woman and uh, definitely a future star. Someone on the rise, someone to see. And best of luck to Julia when she heads down to L.A. And uh, I'm sure she's going to do fantastic down there. Hey, on behalf of myself, your host, Jake Hirsch, and the whole crew at Yuck Yucks, of course, Mr. Mark Breslin, our executive producer, Kira Williams, our webmaster, Camille Sorovi, and of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lane Argue, who's in charge of doing the badass acoustic intros for me on this show. Be sure to look him up. His contact info is on the podcast description. Stay tuned, folks. we got lots of awesome episodes coming up. I will see you next week.